Well, hello. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. I hope you're having a great Sunday. Uh, this morning is uh, going to be a walk in the park. It's uh, easy, simple. It's about uh, chapter 3 of John. Thanks, Jess, for reading that. And uh, I will be going, I warn you, I will be going a little bit longer this morning, a few more minutes. I haven't asked anyone, haven't asked for permission. However, that's just the way it is. So I'm trying to talk fast. If I talk fast, you listen fast. Maybe we'll finish a little bit earlier. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you and we want to glorify your name. You are supreme. You are above anyone else, anything else. And we want to glorify your name. This morning, we want to thank you for your word. We ask you that through the same word that you have spoken to Nicodemus, and through the same spirit, you would speak to us today. We pray also, wherever there's two or three gathering your name, that you would do it in like manner. And in this morning, we pray for those that are not here, those that are traveling, those that are sick, and uh, for those that couldn't make it, that your message, your word, would reach them also. Be merciful to us, Father, as we ask you, and we thank you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, with... Um, thank you. Is there a way of making that larger, bigger? No? Oh, okay. All right. It is what it is. So there are five mysteries in the Bible. Very clearly, five mysteries that we will never be able to work out. So one is God. The other one is Jesus. The other one is the Holy Spirit. The other one is creation. And the fifth one is redemption. That's the one I'll be talking about this morning. It's about redemption. And, uh, and just to put you in a frame of mind, because I think that we, we got it all mapped out. So when we talk about... Uh, about um, John chapter 3, about Nicodemus, and Jesus says that you must be born of water and of spirit. The way that we explain it, well, that's baptism and, and, and being you know, born of the spirit, that regeneration uh, of the same uh, spirit. So there is baptism, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and we package it and we say, okay, that's what it is, and uh, that's how we give it to people. And nothing wrong with that, let me tell you, that's okay. Uh, it works. It makes sense. However, I'm not so sure that that's what was happening on that night. So, uh, when I say I'm not so sure, is uh, since it's a mystery, I'm not even sure why I'm sharing it, because I try, I struggle to get my head around it. And but I hope that you're clever people, smart people, you will not struggle with it. So. To put you into the frame of mind of this thing about how we're going to interpret this. Because we must have a line, a way. We cannot... See, it really upsets me when we use one way of interpreting something and then we use another way of interpreting something else that is the same word, the same topic, or, or, or something that is said in the same breath. And we use different interpretations and it really upsets me. It's not fair. It's not right. So let's have a look about how do we interpret this. 
Uh, it says that to all the stars in the sky, this is about, so nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. It's just how we interpret it, how do we understand it. So uh, all the stars in the sky will be dissolved and the heavens roll like a scroll and all the starry hosts will fall like um, uh, withered leaves from a vine, like shriveled figs from a fig tree. It's talking about the end. And then it says, uh, that's in Isaiah 34.4, in Isaiah 65.17, it says, See, I will create a new heaven and a new earth, and the former things will be remembered, uh, or will not be remembered, and they will not come to mind. How, how do we interpret that? When, we, when the sky is, is going to pass away, uh, what do we understand? Uh, uh, and then I'll, I'll insert it there. What is said in the same breath, in the same way, 2 Corinthians, uh, oops, uh, sorry, 2 Corinthians um, 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So we're talking of new heaven, new earth, how we under, understand that, and what about us, the new creation? Is that, does it match? Or this is one thing and this is something else? Let's, uh, let's continue. One more exercise quickly on how we uh, interpret this. So Revelation 6.14, it says, The heavens um, recited like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and every island was removed from its place. Revelation 21.1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. So this is totally new. And then we see in Galatians 6.15, near circumcision or incircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation. Now, I know all this is a mouthful, and and, and, and you probably think I'm trying to trick you here, but I'm trying to find a consistent way of how we're going to interpret this thing about baptism, about Nicodemus, and about a new creation and a new birth. So if we think... Uh, some of us think that this earth will pass away, blow up, I don't know, uh, roll up, sky, the, the stars will fall and, and, and everything will be new. Our mind cannot imagine the things that God had prepared for us. Why is it that we think of ourselves when God says that we're a new creation, that we treat ourselves like an old shoe? Where someone's going to come and polish it and, and change the shoelaces here, put a bit of glue, stitch it up there, everything like that, that's you. You've been, you've been transformed, you've been reformed, yeah? You're, you're, you're new now. Is that how we interpret it? Yeah? Maybe. Why is it that we, when we talk about the new earth, it's, it's all everything new, a new creation, but when it comes to us... I'm sorry for speeding. Get, 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 get out of my next time. Sorry, I get very excited about this. Uh, and uh, just tell me to stay away. Uh, but, but we understand these to be something phenomenal, a new creation. But when it comes to us, it's some kind of recycling thing, yeah? Right? Well, this is a mystery. So let's get into, into Nicodemus. Nicodemus was uh, a judge. He was a, a part of the ruling party, part of the Sanhedrin, 71 people. Out of the 71, by the way, two and a half believed in Jesus. Why do I say half? Because Gamaliel was somehow, I could never work out Gamaliel. says, so if this is movement, it's of God, he will stand. If it's not, he won't. The second person that was the other ruling party was um, uh, Joseph Arimathea and the third one, Nicodemus. Uh, 
And uh, we know that uh, in order to be part of the Sanhedrin or part of the ruling party, you had to be very clever. You had to have studied. You had to be part of the uh, rabbinic school. You had to be married and you had to have children. So I won't go ahead. Where where do we get all this? But um, I'm happy to to pass you all that information if you want to, if you're interested. And and so Nicodemus, uh, history tells us he was a very, very wealthy man. One of the wealthiest by, the, by, by some of the Jewish historians. It says that he was so wealthy that he could feed the whole of Jerusalem and its surrounding towns for a year and not even feel that his wealth was touched. So there is a lot being said about Nicodemus by sideline historians. And, uh, and this Nicodemus is, uh, is, is very, very high up. He's very clever. And he is mentioned three times in the Bible. Number one, he is mentioned here when he comes to Jesus by night. Number two, he stands up in front of the whole Sanhedrin and defends Jesus. Um, we will not read that. And the third one, he goes together with Joseph of Arimathea to Pilate to ask for the body of Jesus. Three times. Three times he's mentioned. By the way, do you know that he brought 34 kilos, 34 kilos of oils and spices and perfume to wrap up Jesus after he died? Now, I challenge any of you to go to Ken's Warehouse, which I think is one of the cheapest perfume places you can find, and try to buy 34 kilos of perfume and oils and see how much it will set you back. I already said you back a fair bit. Not 35 bottles or 34 bottles, 34 kilos. So Nicodemus was truly a rich man. And so was Joseph of Arimathea. And they were the ones that prepared the burial of Jesus. And so, enough about that. And... Um, so in Jewish law, there were six ways that you could be born again. Six ways. Uh, one was if, uh, if you were a Gentile and you became a, a, a Jew, if you, if you went through the whole uh, uh, ceremony, it was counted as a new birth. The second one was if you were a prince and you became a king, it was counted also as a new birth. Nicodemus did not qualify for those two. However, he qualified for the other four. So the, the other one is uh, at a bar mitzvah. At the age of 13, when a Jewish boy becomes a man, that's counted as a new birth. When someone gets married, it also was counted as a new birth. When someone became a father, it was also counted as a new birth. And also the fourth one was when someone became a part of the Sanhedrin, part of the ruling party, became a born-again person. So all this Nicodemus understands. But Jesus comes and, uh, and by the way, have you ever found out why Nicodemus came to see Jesus at night? Typical John fashion, I don't know. They never told us. It says that uh, now there was a man. Now there was a, 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 a Pharisee, a man named by Nicodemus, who, came, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, so this is just an introduction. G'day, mate. G'day, Rabbi. We know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with them. That's a statement. That's not a question. And Jesus doesn't engage in that conversation. Jesus says, uh, very, 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 oh, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Hmm. What, what was, uh, what was uh, 
Nicodemus question. What did he come to ask? We never found out. All we know is that Jesus tells him the most, in, in the most amazing, or one of the most amazing chapters in the Bible. By the way, Jesus decided to reveal to Nicodemus the best known verse of the Bible, which is, For God so loved the world, yeah, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. John 3.16, revealed to Nicodemus, not to any of the disciples. This, the, and, and, and that's a trilogy. And God did not send his son to judge the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world. And the third one is that if anyone does not believe, stays condemned. An amazing insight that Jesus gives to Nicodemus. Anyway, and so I have got verse 4 there. But Nicodemus asked, Jesus aces Nicodemus a few times. So this is the first ace. He says, you, you must be born again. And Nicodemus thinking, hold on, how, how can that be? In verse 4, uh, Nicodemus uh, replies to that servant that Jesus gave. How can a man be born when he's old? Not when he's grown up. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus is saying, look, I already had all four births possible in a Jewish law. How can I have now another birth? So he's not saying how could uh, someone like, uh, uh, like Zach, like Lockie, like, uh, you know, one of the little kids that we have here. How can they be? No, an old man. How can... An old man be born again. I already went through the four. There's no other allowance in the Jewish law that I could be born again. Surely he cannot enter the second time into his mother's womb to be born. And, uh, and Jesus answered, uh, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the spirit flesh flesh gives birth to flesh but the spirit gives birth to spirit you should not not be surprised at my saying you must be born again the wind blows wherever it pleases you hear it you hear its sound but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So is with everyone born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus has a second question. How can this be? How can this be possible? And, uh, and Jesus says, uh, Nick, you are a teacher in Israel, yeah? You're one of the most clever people in Israel. And you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify what, what, what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept your testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I spoke of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Nicodemus, one of the most clever people of his day, most learned. Jesus tells him an earthly thing 
and he cannot understand it. Do we understand it? Do we understand what Jesus is telling Nicodemus? That he must be born of water and of spirit. Or we're still passing this box around. Yeah. And it's back designing, it's being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Is that what Jesus said to Nicodemus? Nicodemus would have had a headache of a lifetime that night. And Jesus brings Another, another line to it. Just as Moses was lifted up, or just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him. Nicodemus, there is nothing that you can do for this. Absolutely nothing. God has done it all. God has done everything. That's the what we spoke about. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. But let me go back to what is going through Nicodemus' life. He's a teacher, so he knows what Jesus is saying. He knows what Jesus is pointing him. I'm not sure that we know. When God created creation, He proclaimed three blessings. Yeah. In a six-day slash seven-day creation. Do you know what the three blessings were? Only three. Seven days, three blessings. What were the three blessings? This is, this is going to be important for you when, by the time we come to the end. Number one, he blessed the day of rest. Yeah? Number two, he blessed Adam and Eve. Not, not all the animals that were created on the sixth day. He blessed Adam and Eve. What was the third one? I'll let you think about that. There was a third one. Very, very important. And that's what Nicodemus is trying to grasp. So let's go to Genesis. And, uh, because that's where Jesus is taking him. And it says, And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kind, the livestock and the creatures that move along the ground, and uh, the wild animals, each according to their kind. And it was so. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make Mankind in our image, in our likeness. And God saw that all that he had made was very good. And it was the evening and the morning of the sixth day. It was the evening and the morning of the sixth day. Have you paid attention to that? It was the evening and the morning of the sixth day. It was not daytime when God created all the animals and all human beings. It was the evening and the morning. It was during the night. So just in case Nathan or Simon or any of you thought that you know exactly what God done and how exactly God created human beings, let me tell you, you don't know. Because it was night. So in the morning, when the morning comes, wow, look at all the animals. Look at our name. There's a creation. Has anyone seen it? No. Because God is not going to reveal. Remember, it was a mystery. It is a mystery. And so it was with every day of the week. You try to work out God. Tell me how he has done it. You will never know. It was the evening and the morning. And in the morning, the rest of the day, just enjoy creation in all. Your jaw can drop. Your eyes can, can perceive and see all what God has done. By the way, God created Adam and Eve on his sixth day out of the dust. 
And who else shares the birthday with Adam? All the beasts. Yeah. Perhaps dinosaurs and, and elephants. and I know animals are beautiful, but they're beasts. And snakes. Yeah, snakes. The snake that tempted Eve in the garden was created. You are sharing the birthday with the beasts of the field and with the lizards and all the reptiles. We share the birthday. Yeah? And Jesus is telling Nicodemus, Nick, you know what? I want to change your birthday. I want to change it. I'm not happy that you share your birthday with snakes and beasts. You're not a beast. Not out of the dust. Yeah, you'll go back to the dust because you failed. But I want to change your birth. I want to change it to something else. It says, And God said, this is day five. And God said, let the water team up with living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. And so God created creatures in the sea and every living thing in which the water teems and moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase and fill the water and the seas and, and, and let the birds increase on the earth and let fill the sky. And there was evening and morning of the fifth day. The third blessing. In fact, the third blessing is the very first blessing. The very first blessing that God proclaimed on, on the first fruits. These are the first fruit of creation. The sea, uh, the, uh, the, the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky. And what Jesus is telling Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born out of water and out of spirit, not out of dust. I want to take you to the day before the day that you share your birth. I want to make you the first fruit of creation. I want to give you freedom so you can fly. I don't want you to be an animal that will growl and bark. I want to give you the freedom to be able to sing, to be able to worship. And you know, your depth, you will be able to go so deep and so high that there will be no limits. That's what I want to make of you. That's a new life that I want to give you. It is a new creation. It is not a patch up. Maddie, you are going to have a new body. You're going to be a new life for you, for me. Yes, smile, laugh hard. Because that's a reality. I'm going to be a new creation. Nothing about I'm talking to you. That's what a new birth is. That's what God is trying to do with us. A new creation. Not a patch up. God is taking you from day six to day five. If he took you to a forward, you would be recycled. Have you ever thought about that? But God is not recycling us. He's making a new creation for some miracle, miraculous way. God is taking us from day six, from sharing our birthday with the beast of the world. Sharing, by the way, you remember the 666? It's a number of men. It's, it's all about the beast that come all over in, in, in Revelation. All these ugly things. Like we cannot even, I don't know who said to me last night, talking to someone, we cannot even draw these, these, these pictures about how ugly they look. And God is taking us down 
and through the water and creating and making a new creation. A mystery? Do you understand it? Yeah, I told you it was simple, yeah? That's what it's all about. That's what Jesus is telling Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is scratching his head. He should have understood. Paul understands it. James understands it. We'll go there in a minute. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sacrificing work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. That's what Paul is writing to Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2.13. Are they the first fruit? No. No, no, not in a sentence if we understand that they were the first one to be saved. You were the disciples. How can they be the first fruit? It is not talking. About day five. I'm sure we know that, yeah? We should have known that. James. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruit of all he created. Some shallow waters here, yeah? I, I cannot get my head around it. I hope you can. You're clever people. But this is what God is doing. God loved us so much that he's saying, you know what? I don't want you to share the birthday with all that creation. I want to give you your birthday to be the first fruit of creation. I want to give you preeminence over everything. In fact, not only to be on the same day, but to be born before the birds and before the fish. You are the first fruit. What an amazing truth. And maybe in the light of these, we can understand what Micah is saying. Micah said, who is, uh, who is a God like you, who pardons sins and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You... Do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us, and you will tread our sins underfoot, and you will hurl our iniquities into where? A little bit louder. Come on, people. Into the depth of the sea. It's not this day five. Yeah? And God is saying, you know what? When you come out of that water, all the past is going to stay there in the depth of the sea. And let the sharks feast on it. Because they will be remembered no more. You are a new creation. You are a new person in Christ. That's what I am doing. And it will be remembered no more. Wow. Does God love us? I think so. Very much so. God is making something new. Not only that. You know what? I've got news for you. In fact, I've got news for... Remember the song? If I could turn back time, i give it all to you. Yeah? I've got news for she. Hey, she, you cannot turn back time. But God can. That's a good news. He can turn back time for you where you can give it all to Him. Where everything that you have done will be wiped out. A new creation. And not only that... Revelation 2.17 Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give him, 
giving some of the hidden matter. And I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written only, known only to the one who receives it. I know this doesn't mean much to us. Maybe not to you. It means to me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Benny meeting me in heaven? Near Jerusalem. He's a tiny tutor. He's Oscar. Uh, you're the one that uh, that charged this person twice, and, and, and you're the one that uh, you, 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 you're Dudo. You're Oscar Dudo. I said, No, Betty, you made a mistake. That's not me. I have a new identity, I have a new name. So we will not be able to go and say, about some prostitute from St. Kilda. Oh, that's Jenny, the prostitute that was working in the red light district. And when we go and say, oh, Jenny, I remember, and she will say, hey, you, got a mis- you made a mistake. This is not Jenny. This is a new person. I have a new name. You've got the wrong identity here. You don't know what you're talking about. That Jenny, I don't know who, who she is. A new name. Are we excited about being a new creation? You know, God, that it all made all this possible by Jesus coming and dying on the cross. And all we have to do is look at him and accept him as Lord and confess him with your mouth that he is Lord. And we have to believe in him. And just follow in baptism in that symbolic way that now we're starting to live that new life. And now we're being filled with the Spirit. But this is only a shadow of the things to come. God is willing to make you a brand new life, not a recycled person. Are you prepared to accept it? Are you prepared to believe it? So when we look at baptism and someone asks you, why are you getting baptized? What does baptism mean to you? I'm not sure that I can explain all these. But you know what? It's exciting. I'm a new creation. And I believe. I believe that when I go down and I come out, he said, he promised that he's going to make of me a new creation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we don't understand these mysteries. For your word is so deep, so profound. Your love, immeasurable. Your thoughts, beyond our understanding. But we want to thank you for this mystery of creation and the mystery of salvation. We give you glory, honour. We acknowledge you and we ask you that you would continue, that you would finish that work that you began in us of change, of transformation. And we eagerly wait our redemption, the day when you will come and take us home and give us that new name and give us a new body. Thank you, Father. Thank you for making it possible through Jesus Christ in whom we have our life our faith, and through whom we give you praise, honour, honour and glory. 
Amen.